0: What's up guys? Welcome to this amazing podcast, summer podcast that we're doing We're doing a little twist to it Hope you guys like it But we're going to be talking about mental health That's a really, you know, really hard topic And I know that's like really prevalent in these times And we're just going to touch some topics on it And Jacob's going to take it away Yeah,
1: especially in the US uh, According to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention um, It says that suicide is actually the 12th leading cause of death in the US I don't know if you guys knew this in 2020 alone, there were 1.20 million suicide attempts here in this very country. One in five people have some form of anxiety disorder all across the world. And the World Health Organization estimates that 280 million people today have depression.
2: Wow. And
1: it leads to the question, what can Christians today do to lower these numbers? What can we do better? Wow. Well, I think overall, let me put this
2: mic in my face real quick. Um... I think we should stop demonizing uh, mental health overall. I feel like, um, and I saw a preacher recently, and he was actually one of the first ones to talk and speak out about it. And he said that, you know, over the years, you know, the church culture has pushed away people with mental health uh, to the point where they just tell you to pray more. And he said, you know, we, we shame people that take antidepressants, but we don't shame people for taking blood pressure medication mm. or insulin for people that have diabetes, you know. There's all these other, like, things that we look to resort to, like, medication, but they shame the ones that, you know, are due to mental health. And I feel like just in, uh, in the Western culture, I think it's been that way for, you know, since I was, you know, young and even before that, you know generations behind us, you know, they, they look at, at mental health as something that's bad. Um, yeah, there, there has been solutions, you know, to, to get out of situations that people go through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to utter them completely out and just like ban them pretty much from being able to feel a certain way uh, is wrong. Yeah. I think we see that a lot in the church culture. But, you know, I think as the new generation is rising up, I think we're going to be able to do something to one be more aware of like uh, mental health uh, situations different types you know people that have panic attacks people that have uh, you know just anxiety on a, on a general basis or people that feel depressed all the time mm-hmm. um you know not to shame them but you know find a solution for them to feel better and um i think uh, there's something in, in their brain right that that doesn't produce enough um i don't know if the correct term was uh, serotonin I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. I think it's serotonin. Yeah. Their their body doesn't produce enough serotonin, and they feel a certain way, and they think it's a physical issue. But you know, like I said, it's a mental health issue. So um, I don't know. What do you guys What do you guys uh, think about this uh, trending in the churches? Yeah.
1: Personally, for me, I feel like there's two like opposite ends, like or extremes. There's the people who utterly like demonize it in the church, and then there's people who kind of rely so much on medicine that they kind of like diminish the role of god in Mm, mental health and in our very lives and i feel like it's dangerous to be in one or the other what do you guys think
3: yeah i think um going like both like ants is hurting the church Mm -hmm. um a lot of people are just you know like saying oh it's just a spirit which you know it can be a spirit but i feel like it's not just one option it can be you know um i i have friends that you know are are dealing i mean i feel like nowadays um gen Zs are the ones that are suffering a lot from anxiety and depression suicide you know it's it's really hard like hitting pretty much young people yeah um and, and the thing is because we're not being educated on how to control it i mean like you were saying a lot of people just think oh you know pills okay It's solving one thing But it's gonna cause A lot of things A lot lot of Another problem Like being depending On pills Mm -hmm. And now the The only way for them To you know Work properly Is having those You know Pills And you know Having These drugs You know In order for you To function well And it's just Well Where is God Like you were saying And I feel like We have to have a balance Either you know um, Know how to I mean Like we were saying In another episode Have discernment of, you know, when it's, you know, a spirit and when it's not. And, yeah. you know, just try to, you know, I mean, first of all, just pray and depend on God and how everything works.
2: Yeah, like you can always rely. Um, you can always know, like, you know, I, I, I believe everybody in this group has gone through some sort of, uh, you know, season, you know, even of depression, anxiety, uh, you name it, right? We've all gone through, I think as a human you know, we're going to come to a point in time where we're going to feel these things. Yeah. And we're going to need to know how to overcome. Uh, you know, overall, we want everybody that's going through these situations to overcome these situations. Um, and another thing I wanted to touch bases on, because I also talked about how the church has like, you know, shunned down people with a habit. But I also believe that we're living in a culture uh, of young generation that also feels like it's popular to have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys believe the same way that you know that I do, but you know people use it, loosely Like, oh, I have anxiety. Like, oh yeah, like yeah. it's cool. Like it's something cool to have. Like it's okay to be crippled in a certain mm-hmm. way. Uh, you know, for them, like, oh, I, I want to be like the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'm doing like I'm struggling with depression, and I know in this country predominantly we have one of the highest rates. Uh, you gave the rate. Yeah, and it's also because. Uh, we've created, uh, you know, the next generation is to be all about me, me. You know, it's a me mentality. You know, it's uh, how I'm feeling if, I, if I'm happy and if I'm not, how am I going to get there? And then we go through like, you know, mainstream ways of trying to be happy. Right. Yeah. You know, we think money's going to solve all our issues. We think looking a certain way for people to approve how we look. We think driving a certain car is going to get us mm-hmm. to be happy or, you know, living the American dream, you know. Uh, having a happy family, a house, right? We feel like those goals are going to satisfy us and quench our, our necessities, right? Uh, and at the end of the day, they f- end up feeling, you know, depressed.
1: I feel like the main reason for that is the lack of identity, you identity, know? Identity, yeah. A lot of people, especially people growing up, they lack identity. And actually, I would like to give a bit of my own testimony right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 go for, for sure. it. So basically growing up, uh, I grew up in a Hispanic household, and I was always the chunky kid, right? Uh, something I would do is that I would always like nervous eat and like sorry guys if I start crying between this because this is something that I that like I don't really tell a lot of people but um, when I was little I used to like nervous eat like whenever I was in public settings if I was too anxious I would just start eating so it got to the point that uh, when I was like in elementary I weighed like 121 pounds when I was only like 8 years old uh, I was super overweight but A lot of people in my family or in like the school or like classmates that always make like comments like oh you need to lose weight you need to like you know change something about yourself you need to stop eating so much and it got to the point that there were seasons in my life where uh i wouldn't eat school lunch because i would try to like starve myself right Hmm. and you know, it, I didn't realize how bad it was until actually one of our friends from church, her Her name was, her name is Marita. Uh, she would ask me like during lunch, she's like, why, why aren't you eating? You know, and I would just like look at her and I was like, I need to lose weight. And until now do I realize how, how unhealthy that mentality was, that, that feeling of inadequacy because yeah. of the way my body was shaped. So ever since I was little, like I felt with a lot of body dysmorphia. And the thing after that is that Especially during like middle school Especially when you're going through puberty You tend to be going through a lot of changes And there's always like these feelings of inadequacy Whether you yeah. look on social media Whether you look to your family or whatever Like there's always like these images of how uh, A man's body should be yeah. You think of someone who has like Chiseled abs, like super skinny, tall, right? And I was like the total opposite So at the time like I began to feel even more, more anxious And more depressed especially about my figure why because I liked I, I lacked identity and the thing is that like it took it it took time for me to heal from that it took time for me to move forward from that and it wasn't until seventh grade year I remember that we were invited to this youth retreat um with uh Pastor Eli and like everyone else from from youth right and we went there and like mind you like beforehand like I had already like been feeling like crap for a long time and Went there not expecting much We just expected to just Have like a breath of fresh air in the woods You know, just play soccer, have fun Or whatever But I remember that there was this devotional night uh, Actually no, it wasn't a night, it was a morning It was a devotional morning And uh, one of the people Named David Martinez actually gave his testimony Right there I don't remember much of it, but I remember that during the worship For the the first time in a long time I actually began to feel the presence of God Mm. And after that, that feeling of yeah. the presence of God, I was able to feel a breath a breath of fresh air for the first time in a while. Why? Because God reminded me that he didn't see me as valuable simply because of the way my body looked. Yeah. But because he predetermined that value even before I was born, even before my parents were thinking of having me. Um, and before, before that, before I want to continue into that, um, I want to talk about something that happened when I was like in first grade so I grew up in church right and there was this dream that I had when I was little and I remember that it had to do with me like having this like piece of stone like encrusted with different like jewels and different like crystals and things like that and they were like beautiful but I remember that someone came up to me in my dream and tried to steal it away from me and I kept fighting for it kept tugging at it and I didn't understand the dream at the time but I talked to my mom, and I was like, hey, I had this dream because I was confused. And she took me to talk with the pastora at the time at the church that we used to go to. Her name was La Hermana Armanda, And the pastor, the pastor's wife, basically just told me, like, hey, this dream is about something that God has placed in you that the enemy is trying to take away from you. Mm. And she gave me, like, this little piece of, like, River River Stone, like a beautiful stone, as a reminder. But two weeks later, I lost it. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got another one from um, I forgot where it's called from Angels Camp to hey. serve as a reminder, and mm. I still hey. have it till today. This was like I got this like in like second grade, I think. And I still have it till today. And I forgot about it, right? Oh, mine, mine. Mine, mine, mine. No, but I forgot about it. But until recently, like, I had been doing some reflecting and I realized that the stone that that mm. the person in my dream was trying to steal was my identity. That it was, like, some sort of prophetic dream mm. of the fact that the enemy yeah. was going to try to steal my identity as a kid growing up so that I wouldn't be able to live confidently, live in the in the life that God had had. Uh, made for me you know and it reminds me of this verse i think it's in proverbs if i can just look for it real quick um it's actually no it's not proverbs it's it's psalms so in <laughs> psalms 139 13 it says for you created me my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb and that just yeah. kind of like serves as a reminder that no matter what the world may throw at you, no matter what the world may try to define you as, no matter how many times it try to steal your identity, no matter how many times it tells you that you need to be a certain way, or you need to be that way, or that you need to fit into a certain stereotype, that's that's not the truth. God predetermined how, how you are today, and you are the image of perfection, because in the word of God, it says that you were created in his image. So... I encourage you today to reach out to God. You know, if you are feeling depressed, anxious, obviously it's going to be a process. Even today, I still deal with anxiety. No. Oh, especially okay. now that I'm starting school. Oh, oh yeah. Soon yeah. enough, yeah. I like, uh, get Nervous for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like I've been feeling a lot of anxiousness, a lot of anxiety. But when when I'm able to go to God, when I'm able to lay it all down at the at the altar, that's what matters most. Even in even if it's not at church or or just you know somewhere that is in the secret place. You know, all that matters is that you seek him and that you, that you seek him for who he is because he is the one who provides your identity at the end of the day. And, yeah, I mean, I would like to take it back to you guys. Like, what do you guys think identity has so much to do with the problems we're facing with mental health nowadays? Well,
2: I mean, we just touched bases on it, you know. Like, you know, people in this culture today, um, they have a lack of identity. And, you know, what better way to destroy, uh, you know, the generation, right, mm. than the, uh, the devil attacking who they are uh, who they see themselves to be and when people don't know that they are sons and daughters of God yeah you know they go seeking to be something else in life you know and sooner or later they find out they're not satisfied so yeah I feel like they, they hit like that end you know that end road and I mean unfortunately a lot of those people that don't figure out who they are end up taking their life and yeah. you know we have a really high suicide rate in this country and um, I feel it's because of that. Um, I, I don't know if yeah,
0: and then I feel like culture plays a huge role in identity and placing your identity because I know, like, culture right now, you see it on billboards, you see it on social media, everything's getting pushed out and trying to tell you who you are. And people that don't know who they are, they take that in. Yeah. Like, if they don't have an identity already, they take one, and whatever is in, whatever's trending, oh, yeah, here I am, I'm going to try to find my identity. And I feel like that's kind of, that's kind of good in their eyes but then when that's not trending when that's not good when then that's not satisfying they're gonna try to look to the next like satisfying thing and they're just gonna keep on like rotating in in this like endless cycle of false identities yeah, yeah. and then they're gonna find themselves with like 30 different identities and they still don't know who they are hmm. that's what i feel like culture is like super like it has a lot of pressure on us sometimes if you don't know who you are like culture just completely like It presses you into a little box And it suffocates you And it leaves you like Not being able to breathe And I just feel like That's one of like The leading causes of just like Like people getting depressed People not knowing who they are People just dealing with All of these things That's what kind of my take on it I, I agree um, Another thing is that Church has
3: a lot to play with You know I feel like um, I just hear it from you no. Know, my perspective sometimes we we make ourselves you know go to the extreme because we take so many ministries that we want to serve a church uh, yeah. you yeah, know absolutely. and that we we overwork ourselves you know mm-hmm. we we take so many ministries because you know we want to be active that sometimes you know it you know our our minds our body you know it can only handle so much after that that you know your mind can just you know break and and you know you lose it you know yeah. uh l- last time we were talking about cults um it's it's people that you know they were in it like for the for a good time but after that you know their minds just broke yeah. and you know when something breaks it's really hard i mean the health, i mean the mental aspect is like when we when we were you know doing research um i was messaging you know the group and i'm like this topic is really really hard because the mind is so hard to comprehend. Like till this day, like people don't really know how like how we f- fully functions, because how like you know you're, you can be fine one one moment. And after that, you know you snap and you're yeah. somebody else. Um, and I'm what I was saying about churches. I'm not blaming church, but I'm saying is we as Christians we should know check on people, you know, like, bro, you know, take it easy. You're doing, like, you're overdoing yourself. Yeah. Too many ministries, you know, relax. Otherwise, you know, you're going to snap. And, you know, um, that's something that I was doing. Um, in my other church where I was going, I I, I was serving as a worship leader. I was doing as a youth leader. And then I was giving classes, music classes, um, uh, so I could help the youth, you know, uh, to a point where I was just, you know, I was getting exhausted. Like, I was just... I was doing it Because I had to Not because you know I wanted to do it Mm, And after that You know Your body is tired So the response is You know Anxiety You know um, Panic attacks uh, Insomnia Because your body Can take so much Till you know like Hey I need to relax And sometimes Those are signs Of your body Telling you you know Like relax You're doing You're overworking me You know And sometimes It's just like Oh it's a spirit Or something But it's your own (laughs) self That you know Is causing all of this Because I i mean i i I have difficult um times uh going to sleep sometimes mm. um and it's because you know my mind since I was a little kid i've throughout the whole day I'm thinking about something yeah <laughs> and yeah. and you know I'm at work and I'm thinking about the podcast, I'm thinking about uh what what I'm doing at work, what's gonna happen at youth you know. It's always active But sometimes we need a And this is why It's so important that You know That's why God gave us The Sabbath A day to you know Rest yeah. Rest oh, yeah. And that's the thing Like here in America It's all about work Especially about Latinos
1: The American dream
3: Bro We, we Pico ha- bala, Bro we ha- <laughs> I have co-workers That they work seven days what? Like no days off No you days know off. They just want to get that bread And I'm like Money is good But bro like I mean, you're gonna invest it all back into like medical bills and all that because we just work overworking
2: ourselves, you know? Yeah, they, and, they feel like they need to stretch the check because one, they got to feed their families, yeah, yeah, and two, they also have hobbies, you know, they want to fulfill outside of work that you know sometimes they cost money. Yeah, I mean, predominantly the Hispanics love having parties,
3: yeah, uh, corona,
2: drinking, and that's where like a lot of their money goes. Uh, and I'm not saying all Hispanics, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just saying like a majority, and it's portrayed, you know, like through social media. You know, people want to live that life. You know, I can go party after I worked like a eight or ten hour shift, um, which is fine, you know. And it's gonna lead you nowhere, you know, else but anxiety. Hmm. Uh, my my take on on it is a little different because I'll share my like my end. But um, growing up. Uh, I remember my parents suffered with anxiety. My sister uh, suffered with anxiety. Uh, But, like, I never really, like, could understand, like, what they were going through. Like, I I didn't know what it was like, you know, in my head. Like, you know, they're making these stuff up. You know, they're having these scenarios, these breakdowns. And, you know, I feel like the outcast, you know, like, maybe something's wrong with me because I don't have anxiety and, like, growing up, like, I remember, like, I had, like, you know, slight, you know, ups and downs. Like, yeah. as a kid, I used to cry because, um, like, every now and then it hit me, like, I don't want to die, right? This was my biggest thing as a kid. Like, <laughs> and my mom was like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to die, right? Like, uh, <laughs> the uncertainty as a kid, you know, not knowing uh, is what led me to have, like, these, like, mental breakdowns. But it wasn't, like, truly anxiety or depression. It was just, like, here and there, like, accepting, you know what you know, what life is after death. Uh, but like growing up Like going to school I never really had Like what I would see My parents go through You know mm. uh, You know To the point where I know my family's like You know Taking medication For these things Yeah um, You know The way they've explained it to me And even throughout the years You know They've You know Labeled me as somebody that You know uh, You just don't understand Because you you don't go through it You should be thankful That you don't go through these things
3: <laughs> Yeah
2: And you know And they were right Because uh, you know Not until like I would say last year I, I finally had like You know A moment where like I kind of humbled myself Uh, I went through panic attacks for for a moment and I even told my sister like yo like I get like what you going through now and uh, you know it's not easy you know and for somebody that said that had it for longer than I do and even now my sister says like you know I'm I'm super harsh on her and uh, you know like you know you've already gone through this but like my expectations for her are so much higher because like I know she can overcome these things like I know she can do so much more than, you know, sit down and have anxiety. Same goes for like my dad or my mom. Like, I know like you guys can overcome these things. That's why I might sound like the mean guy. Like, oh, just get over it, you know, because I know everybody else is going to give you the soft side. But for me, it's like, no, like, you know, stand firm in what you believe in. Like, God's truly got your back. And for me, like when I went through these things, like, yeah, it wasn't easy, but I knew what to resort to because I knew who, like, I could leave all my cares to. Yeah. And it took me a while to get, you know, over this phase in my life. But I feel like it was God, like, truly had me, like, a taste of what, like, every, everybody else was going through. And kind of, like, to sympathize with what everybody else, you know, feels. And, yeah, it was kind of, like, an eye-opening moment. For me, it was, like, I'd be at my job. And out of nowhere, I'd get, like, a sharp pain on my neck. And I'd have to leave, bro, because mm. I could have sworn I was dying. And, I like, just the way I was, I would just get up on my desk and I'd leave. And they're like, yo, where's Marcos going? And I would just, like, dash out in my car. And, like, I'd go home and, like, nobody nobody be home. So, like, you know, for me, like, you know, and I would end up, like, just crying it out, bro. Like, and it was, like, a season in my life where God was, like, truly testing me. Mm. But I'd say the end result was, like, you know, good. God is always faithful, right? Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if there's people out there that maybe they've never suffered or gone through this you know like anxiety depression phase and like maybe like you know it's for a good thing you know they could be like a good like i'd say like pillar moral support for their family but you know you should always sympathize with other people's situations yeah, for yeah. sure joel um i know you shared in like two in the past like you know you went through like going to school i don't know if you want to share that
0: yeah like my experience was kind of similar to jacob's like i was always kind of struggling with who i was because like you know I mean, I wasn't like big in like, in like elementary school. Like, I wasn't like gaining weight, but there was always like this, this like pressure to like not gain weight because I know like paisas and like Latino cultures. Like, if you eat too much or if they see you eating a little more than you, what you usually do, like, oh, vas a engordar, like that always. El gordito. Yeah. <laughs> there's the
2: saying, siempre dice, uh, estás gordo, pero nunca dicen, ¿cómo estás? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, there's like always that, there was always that pressure, but as like, a, I remember elementary school kind of like shape, not, not like shape me, but kind of like um, put me in a place Where like I didn't know who I was Like in high school mm-hmm. Because I didn't have any Like I didn't have any friends In, in like um, Elementary school Because I was always Like that weird Like um, Don't want to talk to nobody Like looks at people like this All the time Like I didn't I, Yeah <laughs> Hey bro chill <laughs> Like I was always That kid who didn't like Want to talk to anybody And if anybody Wanted to talk to me I would just like Stare him down And be like bro Like what are you looking at bro Damn. And then Um I think it was like elementary all the way to like middle school. Like that whole like um, elementary school phase, like I didn't have like no friends. And like, can you imagine like having no friends? Like you have no social like cues. Like you don't know how to talk to people. So like when people would try to handshake me, I just be like, like, boy, I didn't know how to handshake people. Like I really right. did not know. I didn't know how to hang- handshake people to like what, like high school. Because, like, I didn't have, like, a big group of friends, like, friends that I I could, like, dab up, like, every, like, day. Like, I didn't have those, like, type of friends. So, that kind of, like, put me in this place where I was, like, yo, like, I don't even know how to interact with people. I don't even know, like, how to, like, talk to people and and all that stuff. And then I was just, like, I don't think anybody likes me. Like, I don't know if, like, it's me because, like, I was annoying because, like, I didn't know how to interact with people. So, like, I came off as, like, super annoying And then, like, not until, like, a few years, like, I've kind of put myself together. But I've kind of, like, went into, like, this deep hole of kind of, like, depression. Because I was, like, first of all, like, nobody wants to hang out with me because I'm a weirdo. And I don't know how to talk to people. And then when I do talk to people, it comes off as, like, weird or rude. So I was just, like, have no friends. Like, people that are, in church, like, yeah, like, I talk to them every once in a while. But it was just, like, that kind of, like, led me to, like, this place where I didn't have an identity And I truly can say right now that the identity was found in the Lord. Like, I did not find it in nowhere else. I didn't find it in Marvel. I was a huge Marvel addict. Like, I was obsessed with Marvel. I was obsessed with Star Wars. I was obsessed, like, with all of, like, with all of these things. But I didn't find my identity in any of that. Like, none of that, like, actually... Like made me who I am today. Like if you guys see me today, you guys are like, yo, like oh, that I, boy. Yeah, that was not Joel. <laughs> that wasn't that me. That boy's a weirdo. I'm scared. <laughs> 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 that <laughs> like I I'm like I'm like, trust me, like I'm not like this perfect Joel. Like that's like, you know, like I'm still understanding how to like talk to people and yeah, yeah. how to be like, you know, formal and appropriate. Like like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not like, always trying to get better. But like kind of going back to that when I met the Lord at like 15 years old. That's kinda where I started building my relationship like in my in my identity. Yeah. Because like, yo, like this is what the word says. This is what God says about me. It's like when somebody would tell me like, yo, you have no friends, like your hairstyle, like the the comb over sucks. That was like something that was like, (laughs) that was something that was like really popular in the day. Like um, comb overs and like, oh, you're fat. You're this like, yo, I know who I am. I'm a child of God. Like Mm -hmm. I'm redeemed. I'm chosen. I'm, I would just tell tell myself over and over again. Whenever I feel like down, like, like, bro, you're a loser, bro. You're not even doing anything with your life. Boy, like God has called you for greater things. Mm -hmm. And I just want to tell whoever's just watching this, like if you deal with like, thoughts of like i'm a loser like i can't do nothing with my life bro just bro just read the word bro like that the word tells you the truth it tells you who you are because like this world is going to try to tell who you are but you're never going to find satisfaction in that yeah i can truly tell you i'm a testimony of like what the word can do to you and what god can do in your life if you just let him in so that's kind of my experience with like mental health and stuff like that
2: what i wanted to just share real quick was uh, i feel like people fall in uh, also another reason people fall into uh Anxiety is because they, they fear uncertainty, right? We've yeah. we already yeah. talked about that. But, like, truly, they, they overthink everything, like, their future. Uh, they overthink, like, oh, like, am I going to be, like, let's say I'm going to have my house tomorrow. Like, you know, maybe they're struggling financially. And all these things is causing them to, like, have anxiety. But, you know, one thing I've learned, you know, you know, even since I was young, like, you're not in control of anything. And the moment you understand that, that anxiety goes away. Like when you know, like God holds everything, and you're like not in control of anything. Like that's kind of like a mind freeing, I'd Mm. say thought because you're no longer like seeking to be in control of those things, and whatever happens, happens. Right? Kind of like that. I love this saying. You know, it is what it is. I I love it. Right? (laughs) They say people that love that are like menacing people. I'm that guy. It's (laughs) like it is what it is. You know, just keep moving forward and just know, like, yeah, maybe tomorrow's not promised, but. You know Live day by the day Like you know Like live as It was your last day And just worship God through it
0: Yeah Yeah and then one thing That I wanted to touch on Is like If you're a son Or daughter of an immigrant You always have that pressure Of like making it out Yeah Like oh you have to like like you have to go all to all these universities and you have to make 100k a year yeah like that's a good goal to have but if you let that overtake your mind and and like you can't even sleep at night you're just like at sleep like sleeping and just thinking about like oh what job i'm gonna get like this how much i'm gonna make like that's not living if you're living having all that pressure on your head like you need to like take that off because like boy if you take it's good to plan out it's good to have like a plan of it's like what you want to do yeah, and organize. Sure. But if you over organize, over analyze, you find yourself not even like taking advantage of the day and just relaxing and and like living, bro. Like that's living. You know what I'm saying? That's like all I had to say. Like it's just that pressure, bro.
2: Yeah, that is a big thing in the culture. Like you know, like Hispanic families want you to meet a certain expectation <laughs> because they've already like come to this country now. They want you to like, and it's a good thing that parents want you to succeed in life. Like. That's definitely a good thing But the moment that They want to plan out your life uh, I think you got to Take a step back And see like Who's truly in control Of your life Mm -hmm. You know Is God in the center Like are you listening to him And taking his advice Or are you letting You know Everybody else Kind of like Put their two cents in And make you go Into that state of mind
1: Yeah Yeah. It's it's really about like healthy habits and yeah. healthy influences too. Oh, yeah. Hey Amen. Even family can be a bad influence most of the time. <sighs> oh, so yeah. A lot of times, Say they're, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna put the pressure on you when oh it's yeah. not needed. Yeah. yeah. You know, even when you're already beating yourself up over things that you can't really control. Boom, boom. So really, my my advice to you guys is like, if you ever feel like, you know, you're not really doing anything, you're not doing enough, just make a small goal for each day. Just a small goal. Just one. It can be as simple as doing 10 push-ups. You know, finishing that assignment That was just assigned to you Yeah. You know, just take one step at a time You don't have to be done with everything You don't have to, you know, do everything at once It's just about Doing what you can right now It's about doing what you can today And leaving the rest to God That's really what it's about
3: Um, I have here, uh, because I was kind of like Thinking, what's the leading causes Of, you know, (laughs) mental health So it says right here that it can cause by genetics, environment, childhood uh, trauma, stressful events like losing a loved one or being in a car accident. Yeah. Negative right. thoughts, unhealthy habits like getting not getting enough sleep or eating, drugs and alcohol. Abusing drugs, alcohol can trigger a mental illness and brain chemistry. But from those two of the things that I never expected was negative thoughts. Like, how powerful can your mind be? Oh, powerful! Oh, yeah. That it, you know changes your like how, pretty much how you function
2: how you live yeah
3: and i was i, I was just you no know, meditating like that's why like we need that's why the bible says you know renew your mind like every single day because you know if, oh, yeah. you, if you get stuck on you know the things you already did in the past the things you didn't do in the past like it can affect you who you are you know in the future and that's why i was like when i was reading this list i'm like damn how can like our thoughts can be so powerful that it can influence our future because if you have this perspective of oh you know um uh i didn't do this i can't do this you no know, slowly but surely your mind can like can play tricks on you and be like you know i can't do this and that's what pretty much leads to anxiety uh you know insomnia uh you know even to the point of committing suicide because you feel like i'm not enough yeah, and the enemy is obviously going to whisper, "You're not, you're not enough." And 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 my other thing is that I was leaning is like, so, what are some good things that we can do that maybe we're not suffering from mental health, but how can we approach people that you know they we know they need help, but they they don't want they don't want help, you know, because once you're like bad, you don't think straight. An example when people go like parents that go to war, you know. They're so under so much stress that their minds are not they're not the same after one, one once they come back from you know the war and stuff like that they're no longer the same but how can we help and you know bring awareness of you know this is real you know besides spirits and all that you know this is real and it's happening' it's it's it's, yeah. it's they're saying this is a new um uh what's it called the uh no like this is a new leading cause of um death because uh, Suicide I mean You would com- combine everything Like suicide um, And all these things That are happening Is just Is a new sickness that's, I mean It's pretty much Taking over cancer Because All the things That are happening um, Nowadays Is like How is it possible That we got to this point That We just Brush it off Like Oh He has You know Anxiety You know Like Yeah Oh Whatever You know mm. he, he has depression Like whatever like
1: become normalized
3: exactly like it's it's we see it everywhere but we don't do anything about it
1: wow and that's
3: where i'm like i'm thinking how can we improve on that because i mean i have friends that are dealing with that but sometimes because it's not talked enough that i don't know how to respond and Mm -hmm. it's sad that you know even christians you know people that we look up to are really getting affected by this and you know, obviously we can pray and we should always pray, we but always pray, yeah. w- what else can we do? You know, yeah, because I mean, sometimes we're like, oh, we're not qualified, but that's not an excuse not to help with someone that's you know suffering from all, from all
2: this. What I'd say the best way you can help somebody, like let's say somebody comes up to you and they start opening up, like don't be quick to like give them feedback right away. Like just be like a listening. Uh, Person, because like first they want to like get out what's you know what's bogging them. So before you make any judgment, like just let them outpour what they have, and after that you know you can make an assessment of which way you can help them. Yeah. And you know like to anybody listening, if you are like going through these things, uh, you know don't shy away from like getting help uh, because you're not like the only person like you know going through this. Yeah. And I feel like that also is what makes it worse. Is that people will fall into the mentality that I'm the only person going through this. Nobody understands. But no, there's a group of people that have gone through something similar to you. I'm not saying identical, but similar. And they've overcome and they can help you overcome. Yeah. So it's kind of like surrounding you with the people, the right people, you know, to, to get over these these feelings, this situation um, and get, you know, get help. You know, just that's all I could really say. Get yeah, some help.
1: And honestly, like, the struggles of other people Or even your own struggles Can that's become true. a blessing Yeah yeah. Whether that be for yourself Or for other people And that's that's the way I like to think about it Like in the time that, that You're going through it Like mm. It sucks Let's be honest Like At times you feel hopeless You feel like There's no yeah. way out But The more you push through The more you realize That What you are going through Can be used to help other people That mm. That you have a purpose On this planet You have a purpose In this world and that God maybe lets you go through these things because he knows that one day you're going to be able to speak to that person that needs it the most.
3: Yeah. Wow. Right here, um, uh, it says mentalhealth.org says that the best uh, ways to help is to get closer to nature, um, learn to understand and manage your feelings. Yeah. Talk to someone you trust for support um, and get get more from your sleep. So when I was um, reading this list, I'm like, pretty much that's what the Bible is telling us. The Bible says, you know, confess your, confess your sins to uh, to one another, you know, uh, encourage one another. Yeah. So pretty much be there for that someone. Um, the Bible, like, doesn't really talk about, um, what's it called, about, there's no word regarding, you know, mental health. Like, there's no mention in the Bible. But the Bible does says. Cast all anxiety onto, into, onto Jesus, you know? Yeah. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind. And mm-hmm. that's what we need to do, you know? Ren- renew your mind, you know? Yeah. Cast all, everything that you have in like inside of you that you're like, this is so much, I can't bear it, bear it no more. I mean, just just go with god you know it's it's fine when you cry out to god it's fine when you just can't you know keep going and it's just because i have no there's breaking points and i have been my i had my breaking points yeah where i'm like i can't do this no longer i'm just i'm overwhelmed and i'm like the only way is is god and and people are like people that are not christians are listening to this podcast or um seeing this is you know we, we can't say all of this We can explain so much But so you actually Experience this Peace yeah. And that's why I heard this And it's just crazy Like The worst day In Christianity Beats You know The best day that Out there in the world yeah. You can have the yeah. worst Day You know But you know that At the end of the day God is with you And you know This shall pass And there's you no know, hope For the better future Um and I was reading And um, there's some examples You know, King Saul had a, You know, he was oppressed You know, mentally He was yeah. mentally oppressed And and by someone singing He
2: he, have, he found peace Did you said King Saul or?
3: not King Saul King
2: Saul Yeah, as well I mean, the same trend happened With King David too Yeah And he, that's why he like Wrote the Psalms Was because he was feeling A certain way And that was the way He found peace Was through writing his Psalms
3: um, And now I have a question For you guys can anxiety, uh, is anxiety a result of having a crisis in our faith?
2: Mm, no. no, not necessarily. Actually, no. I'd say it depends. It, it it'd be situational.
3: Because I'm saying this because um, I mean anxiety. It says that you know it's like a lot of fear that you cannot like a fear that overcomes you. So fear means that you're not trusting God. That's why I was like, and while I was studying all this, is you know. Does anxiety is a result of, you know, not having a good connection with God? Or, you know, as, as a Christian, a Christian perspective, that's what I'm talking about.
2: I say it can be. I'm not saying it's necessarily the only reason, yeah. but it, it could definitely be one of them.
3: What I found um, online, says, this is one guy, that I, I forgot to name, uh, to put his uh, name, but it says, mental illness is not a failure of Christians, a uh, Christian faith, it's a challenge to rise And seek um, the faithfulness of Christ Okay, that's a good way to put it, yeah And I mean, all we can know, we can stay here to talk about how, you know, it's affecting us But I feel like church should talk about this more, more often For sure
1: I feel like uh, the thing with faith and, you know, the idea of anxiety is that anxiety can still be there even with faith, you know But what makes a person faithful, what makes a person have faith is to recognize that anxiety, to recognize what's making them feel anxious and to still move even when they're feeling anxious, even when they're feeling afraid. That's what marks the difference between someone who is trusting in the Lord and someone who is not.
2: Yeah, you're right. One thing that's always stuck with me, just because we're going to wrap up, and my mom has always told me this, is, uh, you know, uh, this saying. It says... uh, it was, don't tell uh, your God how great your problem is. is tell your problem how great your God is. Yo, and true. I've always yeah. stuck through that. And I think it's it's really good because, you know, once you crack through that mentality, you know, there's, you know, progress. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, if you're watching this and you're going through anything similar to what we just talked about. Um, talk to someone, or, man. Talk to someone. And yeah. I hope, you know, the testimonies helped. Um, if you're feeling suicidal, we'll put the hot link. On the bottom because you know you need help right away, and I just want you to know that you have purpose in your life, yeah, and yeah. you are loved. We love you, and you know just keep going, keep fighting, yeah. And uh, I'll praise as I real quick,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Father God, I come praying for uh, this issue of mental. Uh, health lord jesus and i just come praying for anybody uh undergoing a situation father whether it's anxiety depression um, lord whatever it is they're going through father god in the mental battle father god i just pray that you just meet them where they are father god i just pray that you would just help them through the season of their life father god and that you just protect them father god just let them know they are loved they are valued father god and they can keep going in jesus name we pray amen all right, guys, like, subscribe, and keep watching our videos. Thank you.
0: Have a great day.